Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the world and the universe. Welcome to my Quantum Living Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything at the intersection of science and spirituality. I'm your host, Anna Anderson, quantum coach, Reiki master, intuitive counselor, and above all, an inquisitive soul. Since my early childhood, I've been on the quest to find out how life really works. And the best clue I've got so far is the sacred alchemy of physics and metaphysics, science and spirituality, mind, body and spirit, which together reveal the truths we all want to know. Who am I? Why am I here? What is life all about? How can I live my life to realize my highest potential with fulfillment, prosperity and joy? How can I manifest what I want? I'd love to share with you on this podcast what I have learned over the years and bring you inspiring conversations with my guests who will share their expertise as well. So sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome back to Quantum Living. Today's episode is one of the nine weekly bonus episodes I am releasing during the Christmas and New Year festive season, in addition to the regular episodes coming out every second Wednesday. These bonus episodes were first published on a podcast a few years ago, and later on, at some point, they were removed from the RSS feed as the production was somewhat outdated. I have now decided to bring them back to you, refreshed and remastered in line with my current production framework. The quality of the conversations, insight, humor and deep thought, however, is the same. You might notice perhaps a different style of my interviewing, a different pace or approach, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. After all, This is not about me, but about the contribution of those guests to the narrative of the intersection of science and spirituality in the field of their expertise. What they have shared with me and you on these podcasts is timeless, relevant, often profound, entertaining and fun. (laughs) So sit back and enjoy these bonus interviews And if you like, please drop me a line on my podcast website about your experience. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, let's begin. Today we have a special guest who has been on this podcast before when we engaged in an intriguing psychic talk over two full episodes. I'm speaking, of course, about Victoria Cochrane professional psychic, spiritual healer, author, and the 2019 Tasmanian Psychic Expo's Psychic of the Year. Those previous conversations were very popular, and so I thought, why not do this again? I have invited Victoria back to our podcast to lift the psychic veil between the dimensions, between the physical plane and the other side, to reveal a few psychic secrets that could help us awaken our own intuition and better navigate through the storms of life. Hello, Victoria. Welcome back to Quantum Living. How are you? 
Hello, Anna. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm really great. Thank you. It's wonderful to be asked back onto your program and um, I'm really excited to be here. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. It's really good to chat with you again. Yes, it is. Before we dive into this beautiful topic, could you briefly remind us, and I'm sure that many of our audience have listened to the two previous episodes with you, So just to remind us, how did you become psychic and what was your personal journey? Well, thank you. Yes, um, I became psychic um, gradually, I guess, but uh, it all happened in my 40s and I've just uh, reached the milestone of 60. So um, it was, I say 12 years ago, but I think I was seeing or, or smelling my uh, grandfather in smoke for a good two or three years on and off before I decided I really needed to find out what was happening. I was also getting a few other strange things happening leading up to that. I guess in my married life, uh, we were married in 1984 um, and had uh, two children in Victoria before we moved to Tasmania Um, We were on a dairy farm and I was a teacher, which I've just retired from in 2018. So it was over a series of events where finally I just, I went to psychics and really just tried to find out what was happening. And I did start to realise it was my grandfather. And uh, once he came in and taught me how to receive messages, I did courses and over the years became a professional a psychic and spiritual healer while I was still teaching and it was in 2018 that I decided it was time to step into this more full-time. I have I had published three books already by then um, channeled from the masters and uh, was working on the fourth one and it just seemed like the right time And I didn't want to go back into the classroom full-time either. So I just thought, I'm getting too old for that. So, um, And that's how it happened. I can't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, getting too old and cranky for that. So, um, yeah, not really, but it was just, it was time. And there were a few signs that happened that really made me realise that I was needing to listen. And uh, so I did, I listened. And things have been wonderful. I really... I do a little bit of relief teaching here and there, but it's made me realise that I have moved on from that phase and that this is what I'm meant to be doing now. So Wonderful. I'm really excited about today's episode because I can sense that there will be a lot of wonderful information coming through and many of our listeners will be able to pick up good tips and your advice about how to proceed on the pathway of becoming a psychic or or awakening psychic skills. So what I would really like to do today is to lift the veil in this conversation, Victoria, and ask if you could share with us some insights and secrets about how we could awaken our own psychic intuition Mm. and connection with the spirit, how to start, what to watch for, how to protect ourselves from negative entities and energies, and also how to ask our angels and spirit guides to help us on this journey. Some practical exercises would be great if you could give us. So I will just throw it all open to you and take it away. 
Okay, thank you. I will. Well, it is actually my mission now or part of my mission, I think, to help people to step into their own psychic gifts and to feel empowered to do so. And the veil is interesting because the veil has been lifting around the world for quite some time on the illusions that are happening. And really the spirit world is with us and around us and it's just vibrating at a higher frequency so that we cannot see see the spirits or the archangels but they're right there and their energy can be felt and heard um the thing with the spirit world is that once people pass over there are lots of different levels of the spirit world and that's for another time but they're basically uh exactly the way they were when they passed over so when you contact them they can still be grumpy or they're still smoking (laughs) or you know, if they've been suicidal, they're pretty sad, or sometimes they're a bit sheepish. So the first thing I can say, based on my own journey, would be to take notice of the sign. Intuition is our most basic psychic sense. We all have the ability to be psychic, and I think I proved that because I had no idea that I was psychic before this journey began. So to listen to our intuition and to take notice of the signs around that is a, a really important thing to do. Never discount anything. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. So when I was smelling cigarette smoke, I started to take notice when it was there all the time. Uh, when I was sitting in a doctor's surgery and someone said, oh, I just keep smelling lavender all the time, I was like, okay, there's someone with you. Or someone gets the shivers and uh, out of nowhere and it's quite warm in the room, there's a presence with them. You know, you've just got to take the signs. If you're coming across coins or feathers, then that is guidance from your angels. So really look for the patterns as well in um, the signs that you're seeing and when they come. Because if you've asked for help. If you're asking questions of the universe, then they're answering you. And so taking notice of those signs, start to journal what's happening, start to write things down, Um, deliberately ask questions, deliberately ask for help, and then see what happens. You need to be really, really specific when you ask, okay? And if you're asking for help, always ask for your highest and best and that it comes in the highest and best way. So when you say to be specific, could you give us an example what to illustrate what do you mean by that? How specific in the question? Well, if you said, uh, thank you, universe, for the abundance that's coming to me and I am abundant, then the universe will answer you, but they're not. the universe is not going to be quite sure about what kind of abundance you would like. So you could just end up with a big sack of potatoes or a load of tomatoes or um mm-hmm. you know um somebody's uh somebody might die and bequeath all their clothes to you or goodness knows but if you are saying thank you very much for 
And we are, a lot of people have said, oh, that I've heard have said, you can't ask for money. But yes, you can. You, we, we don't have to live this life in lack. We don't have to. We deserve everything. We deserve an equal exchange of energy for the work we do. So it's just about thank you for the um, abundance or the money that is going to help me pay, that is going to pay all my bills. It's about being specific and it's about using positive language and direct language. Um, and when I when I say the universe, we are co-creators. So we create with every thought and every belief system that we have. And if we believe, so we can ask for it, but if we don't believe we deserve it, then we're undermining it all the time. Okay. So for example, if I would like to ask my spirit guides to help me on my psychic pathway or my psychic journey, how specific would my question need to be? That would be a perfect question to ask. And it's also a perfect thing to ask a specific archangel or a specific spirit guide to help you. Because if you don't know who you're talking to, then goodness knows who's going to come in and they can masquerade. And it's all about um, in the spirit world, we, we grow and evolve like we do on earth. So everything we do on earth is learning lessons towards soul involvement and bringing ourselves back into our ethereal divine blueprint and when we pass over we're still on that journey and so um, that was what Pa was doing he was guiding me and helping me and that's helping him to evolve spiritually as well so he's he's rising in the levels of the spirit world out of the fourth dimension into the upper fifth dimension and so spirit guides are a lower vibration than archangel guides And so, as I said to you before, spirits are very much the way they were when they passed over. They have opinions, they have grudges, they have addictions, they have all of that still that they need to work through if they haven't learned all their lessons. So the advice they give you is going to be very much based on earthly values, whereas archangels and masters who Well, archangels have never lived lives on earth. So they're, they're akin to the creator's energy, but they do have opinions, but they're much more reliable with their advice. So I would be calling in uh, Archangel Michael is a really good one. Archangel Raphael, if you need healing, there are 15 archangels and they all have specific roles and they're all there in an instant They're omnipotent. They can be in a zillion places at once and their energy is very loving and they want to help you. But always ask for it for being your highest and best. And if you're asking them a question, do be specific because otherwise you'll get an answer but it might not be the right one. It's just about naming dates and places. The more specific you can be, the better Asking questions like "Will I get the job?" or anything like that, you're more like you're less likely to get an accurate answer because it's based on the free will of someone else. And if you're trying to connect to Pa or Great Aunt Betty, that's absolutely fine. But just always give thanks for them being with you, and just ask for the spirit world to be closed around you afterwards because we don't want it open and them all flying around everywhere. But journal, write down what they say and actually just accept anything that comes and just put your mind to the side and write it down. And if you can get words and things like that, then do that. If you get a colour, 
then write that down and then just sit in the energy of it and feel into it. We have different senses. So it's about trusting that you can and just going with it and having a bit of a play, but always in the energy of your highest and best and them helping you. Absolutely. Speaking of spirit guides, some people claim that they communicate with their spirit guides who have never lived on earth, who have never incarnated, and they are from other dimensions, other frequencies. What are your thoughts on that? It's entirely possible. Uh, A lot of star people or um, aliens, in inverted commas, do actually um, communicate and telepathize and do exist. There are also many multiple dimensions uh, that uh, produce beings, um, but I'd be super, super careful. Um, And all I could say would be always uh, here's a practical thing to do is to use the law of challenge and say, is are you here for my highest and best? And ask for three, ask three times, or who are you? Who are you? Who are you? So the law of challenge is asking them to reveal who they are and the truth of themselves three times, and they have to tell you. And if you really are not sure, then just ask them to leave and call in Archangel Michael. That is my practical go-to. Always call in Archangel Michael and uh, ask him to uh, shut down, close off the doorways and portals to that dimension and send the beings back into where they came from and to cleanse your energies from them. I had an example the other day where I had energy all around me and I, I was told it was Master Uriel. Well, there's an Archangel Uriel, but there's not a Master Uriel. So there was perhaps a master from the upper fifth dimension trying to evolve and just masquerading and I got a bad feeling and so that's what I say trust your intuition if you get a bad feeling if you're not sure shut it down and don't engage because they can lead you into lower dimensions or other dimensions that aren't safe particularly if you're new and you don't know what you're doing and then they can attach to you and I don't wish to spread fear but it can happen and call me because I, I will always be able to clear you but um you know that can happen so always err on the side of caution know who you're talking to and if you don't feel safe then back out and ask them to leave in the name of Jesus and um this is not about religion but Jesus is our Christ consciousness and the overarching universal love the link to unconditional love of the universe in the name of Jesus they also have to go the other thing is to then always remain grounded to breathe your energy down into the ground zip your aura up and just uh just really keep your aura clear use some essential oils or something like that or anything else to keep yourself clear When you are actually doing a reading for another person, how can you protect yourself 
and that person from any negative entities, any energies, any attachments. We've heard a lot about various negative entities wanting to attach themselves to our energy field. Are you familiar with this sort of threat or have you had any experience with these sort of entities? Yes. Voodoo is probably the nastiest thing I've cleared from somebody, but there there are a lot of nasty energies flying around simply simply because of the nature of what's going on on the earth at the moment there's a lot of transition and a lot of lot of uh, awakening but there's also a lot of darker stuff happening in terms of coronavirus and politics and all the nasty things that are going on and so when we're tired angry been around a lot of people have been sick or our energy has been compromised in some way we're much more vulnerable in our energy field to picking up other people's energies to connecting into the universal collective consciousness or to having lower energies attached to us. And it's not life-threatening. It just can really compromise our energy and drag us down. So I am aware of that when I'm in a healing, and I will always make sure my space is very um, calm. I have oils, um, a salt lamp, music playing. I bring in the four archangels of direction, Michael, Uriel, Gabriel, and Raphael to keep the space clear, but I connect to the unconditional love of the creator. And people who've listened to me before would have heard me say this a lot of times, but all you don't, there's no particular, there are lots of ways that are taught of how to connect to the creator's light, which is the unconditional love of source, the source of creation that we're all connected to and one with. So it's just as easy as, holding the intention that the work we're doing, um, that the reading we're giving, the healing we're giving, or the meditation that we're doing is all in the unconditional love of the universe, of the creator of all that is uh, connected to source. And that way, envisage yourself in the light and feel that around you. And then you are protected, and so is your client, uh, from trading energies with each other or from other beings coming in every now and again they will because if the person that you're uh, the client that you're working with is particularly low it's possible that they'll still be vulnerable but you'll be bringing in masters to help you and that is a good thing to do to bring in the archangels but also lord melchizedek or someone like that It's not really hard. It's just about making sure that you're always asking that it's unconditional and that you yourself have protected your energy and are in a good place to be doing this with another person. If you're really sick or not feeling well, it's best to cancel that day. Yes. And in fact, I would like to add alcohol and drugs. Yes. Because these substances weaken and damage the aura. Yes. So when we have weakened and damaged aura, obviously it's easier for negative entities and negative energies to get through. Oh, yeah. So in terms of keeping ourselves as clean and pure as we possibly can, I agree with you that as, as healers, as psychics, we in particular need to be very mindful 
and very careful of what we are putting into our bodies. Absolutely. And like attracts like. So if we're really low in our energy and we have low energy on us, then we're going to be attracting more of the same and not in a good place ourselves. It's all, I might add to that too, Anna, that you must be hydrated whenever you're engaging in spiritual work or meditation or anything because mm-hmm. uh, we're using multiple, all our bodies and multiple layers of energy, so we must be hydrated. But I will never touch alcohol um, when I'm supposed to be doing a reading or working um, in the spiritual world. And I am also really careful with just getting enough sleep and being in a good place myself. Um, But the hydration actually is really important. Okay, so in terms of starting this journey of awakening our own intuition, if I were to ask you for a basic step-by-step process, if you like, What would it be? And also, do you know people who have started from nothing, from scratch, basically being just interested in this work, perhaps sensing that this could be their calling, and by now they have developed their psychic skills? Do you have a case study you could share? So there are a couple of people who come to me and they know they have gifts, but they just don't really know where to start. And so I would say to people, if you don't know where to start, do find someone that you trust and that you resonate with. And I do have people who look me up and just feel that uh, they just trust their instincts that I would be the one to help them. But then, you know, in a psychic expo where there are 10 or 12 readers, we all get the same amount of work because there are different people who resonate with Uh, different readers and healers so trust your intuition on that and do seek help if you're struggling to get started I do I do find belief is a big thing a person needs to really work on their belief system and on their on letting go of the past and of believing in themselves Um, also believing that there is an afterlife and believing that there is a God as such without religion is also a big thing and without getting into the big religion discussion religion can be a big blocker because it tells us so much of what we do is evil so it is about working on those things but just recently I was part of a a spiritual discovery journal that's just been released from Sync Media um, in conjunction with spiritual events and directory that I work quite a lot on. And I did a section on channeling and automatic writing and talked about the planes of existence. And it hadn't been out long and a lady actually contacted me and asked me about the planes and she'd been brought up in a strict religious background and um, actually asked my advice on it. And I really just told her what I knew and um, and then she actually sent her daughter to me for a healing. So that was I was really grateful for that. So it is about asking those questions and finding out more, reading more and trusting yourself and what you're feeling. I would encourage people to learn to feel auras and to see auras or I taught myself how to see auras by staring in the bathroom mirror with a white background for hours and hours until I could see them and so you can train yourself to do things work on your strengths so if you do feel if you get hackles always trust that and work from there work from your strengths and then start asking questions asking your guides um 
can you please help me to interpret the messages? Can you please help me to develop these skills that I have in the highest and best way so that I am now able to interpret the messages? But um, I'm working one-on-one with quite a few people who have a lot of um, healing or psychic gifts coming in but just need a little bit of a step up on me helping them to interpret what's coming in and helping them to do that themselves. And so sometimes we do, I did, I did a course and I did a few courses. So don't ever feel that you need to do it on your own. But yeah, trust yourself as well. And everybody's different. Everybody has different gifts. Everybody has different pathways. So it's a bit hard to make hard and fast suggestions but I hope some of those ideas are useful. So, for example, you mentioned that the exercise with um, seeing the aura. Could you take us through how this works? Yeah. Okay. So when I uh, teach a course, I actually teach people how to feel auras. So our aura is our energy field that protects um, all of our bodies. And so we have a physical body, then we have an emotional body, a mental body, and a causal body or a spiritual body and the aura protects all of that and so we can feel it it's like um, a resistance so a good way to do that is to um, ask a friend or your husband or partner or whoever if you can just come into their space and just start with your arms really wide and then just come in slowly 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 and then you'll get a, a feeling of the aura and where it is and if it's a really wide aura you would expect that the person would be feeling pretty happy and uh, healthy and uh, have lots of energy but if there's not much aura there they'd probably be feeling tired and then you can ask them if you can just feel around and if you get hot or cold spots there could be blockages in the aura um And so if you feel, then you can actually pull energy. So it's called chelation. So with their permission, you could just um, ask if you could pull the negative energy, whatever it is, and you just like grab it and then just pull it out and um, wipe your hands clean of it. And you can actually circle your palm, put your palm in front of them in the aura and just circle negative which is anti-clockwise pull the energy out and then circle clockwise and that is putting positive energy in and uh yeah so and then you can feel again and you would like to be feeling even but we can get lots of holes and tears and blockages in our aura the other good thing if someone is feeling tired is just to gently because people can feel once you're in a person's aura they can feel you is to gently just wipe kind of uh, wipe from the crown down and wipe all the energy out and then just go around them very carefully do it in a clockwise motion so you're doing the positive just swipe all the way down through their chakras or through their body all the way down and then 
and go all around them like that and then just seal up their aura in a, a motion that goes above their head. Um, and just doing that can actually make a huge difference, just taking negative energy out of someone's aura. And then come back and with your arms wide, come out and then bring your arms back in and feel and um, I'd be um, uh, quite surprised if their aura hadn't actually expanded a little bit. And then to see the aura, just a, a white background is the best and you just need to stare at them. So it, I stare at the hairline and you'll start to see an auric field and then a colour might come. But I did have a lady come to me once. She didn't know what to do, but suddenly everybody's aura that all their auras were just jumping, flying at her everywhere and she didn't know what to do. So sometimes the gifts are there, but then shutting them down is the problem. Um, and for other people, it's unlocking the gifts. And, and another thing is to not be in fear, okay, because fear can actually drag our energy down. So if we're afraid, then we won't want to get out of our comfort zone. Having said that, if you are fearful, then looking into what you're afraid of, it might be an inner child thing or it might just be that you're not ready yet. You know, I think sometimes we try to force things when we're not ready. Yes. And in fact, I know a lady who in her teens, in her teenage years, started seeing auras spontaneously, mm. but she was quite frightened. Yes. It was quite strong and she didn't know what to do with it and it was bothering her. Mm. And basically she asked the spirit to shut it down because she yes. wasn't ready for this and she didn't want it. And she never, in her then adult life, she never came back to that. So it's not right for some people and that's okay. Yes, that's which is exactly perhaps a right. bit of a pity because apparently she was seeing those auras very, very, very clearly, but it wasn't aligned with her path and that's okay. So yes, we are all different. What would you say, Victoria, is the biggest challenge on the psychic path? The biggest challenge I think is controlling it and being able to shut it down or to use it when you need to, but not have it interfering in your life. Um, I think that's there are two challenges. The other challenge is to be able to maintain your connection to the spirit world or to your archangel guides and to your ethereal self while living in the physical world. And that is a really difficult thing because there are... Why is it difficult? Well, there are a lot of non-believers and uh, so that comes back to belief. If you stand strong in yourself and you believe in what you do, then you won't uh, bow to the judgment of others. But it's also difficult because we get so drained by the drama that's happening and if we go down the rabbit holes of all the conspiracy theories and everything that's happening on earth, then we can really start to lose our belief. So keeping our vibrations high and maintaining our spiritual connection through meditation and through positive mindset and uh, working on our belief systems as you said, maintaining a healthy, treating our bodies like a temple, you know, maintaining a healthy 
body and mind and all of that is really important. Um, but in terms of controlling our gifts, I'm actually really good at that. I um, I seem to just have the ability to be able to shut it down. I know that um, I don't want to know everybody's stuff and it's quite intrusive to just tune into people. It's against spiritual law. So I people will say, oh, you're psychic. Oh, what are you getting about me? And I'll say actually nothing because I'm not tuning in. I, I You haven't given me permission. So I just don't do it. But for other people, they get things coming in their head all the time. They have angelic chatter all the time or they'll just know things about everyone. And that is intrusive. It's also um, very draining and it can take over your life. And so it is learning to control it and for you to be in control and tell them to back off, don't want it now. And to so that's a big challenge, I think, for a lot of people. Mm. Yes, and I would expect that proper control and protection is something that people will learn over time with practice which does make sense, I guess. <laughs> it does make sense as long as they're not in ego about it. You know, if they are in ego about it and they'll want to be showing off and actually just forcing readings on people or telling them what they see and things. And so for some uh, people, I'm not talking about anybody in particular or professional psychics, anyone who has those gifts, you know, it can be a bit of an ego trip, but don't don't forget that we're all one and the same and it, to have gifts doesn't make you better than anyone else. It actually, I think, gives you more responsibility to absolutely to see the other person and to make sure you're, you're non-judgmental and actually just the messenger and, and not going any and further. And be of service. That. And be of service. That's right. Absolutely. Very wise words. Well, Victoria, I'd like to ask you now about your books. You have written three books, I believe, and the fourth, four books. So so the fourth one, the fourth book has just been recently just released. Just been released. Could yes. you please tell us about your, your new book? And obviously, um, I will include all the links to all your books websites and and books etc in the show notes so that people can contact you but could you just tell us a bit about your very brand new book yes well i just released it on tuesday on my 60th birthday and there'll be an online launch this saturday the 14th so the fourth book is called the book of life lessons from mother earth and it all started with creator um, giving me a book that is like a children's 3D book. So the pictures are like 3D where you can look deeper into the picture. And I actually went into the pictures and they were actually, um, it was about trees. The first chapter I channeled was about trees and then another one was about rivers and uh, one was about mountains and one was about crystals. Yeah, I have written about some of those things before, but the whole message of the book is about how we can learn from the symbiosis of nature and how if we actually listen to what's and take notice of the signs around us and actually work in harmony, 
then everything will just be in flow and things will be a lot easier. And so the first chapter is actually, that I channeled is now actually the second chapter in the book because I write a lot about ascension and raising our vibrations and soul journeys and so, so on. And the third section then became um, an embodiment of how we, okay, yes, we have all this knowledge, but with everything that's happening on earth now, what do we do with it and what is the answer? So the third section actually deals with uh, very recent issues of coronavirus and what that, what the message might be and of the Black Lives Matter and all those things. But with every chapter there's a meditation because I thought, well, the information and the messages coming through are really wonderful, but what if then the per work on belief systems or issues or uh, anything that cropped up for them as they were reading the chapter and actually start to work on those things themselves and feel empowered through meditation to lift the past and bring in beautiful healing to be able to move forward. And so I wrote the meditations and then I thought, well, that's great, but then you cannot read and meditate at the same time. So I've recorded the meditations and bought uh, royalty-free music and uh, a friend of mine has put them all to the music. And so when a person buys the book, in the back of the book is a code, they can go onto my website and access and download all the meditations. So, Oh, beautiful. So this book is different to the last ones in that people will be able to interact more, choose their favourite meditations um, and uh, listen to them and use them. Um, so a friend of mine has said already that she would like to use some of the meditations in her classes, and I said that's absolutely fine as long as they know where they come from. That's I want people to be reading the messages and using them and helping other people. At this. And that's how it works, Anna, isn't it, you know, that we our gifts come in and then we help someone and then their gifts come in and they help someone else and that's how it should be so, absolutely yeah so I'm very excited about it and uh and where is the book available the book's available on my website victoriacochran.com but also online on Amazon and all the online uh bookstores so it's just uh it's just been released so it's an ebook it's an e you can uh download it as an ebook but you can also buy the print copy uh through Amazon or anything okay. like that yeah okay um, beautiful yes okay victoria your final thoughts and key message for the upcoming psychics please <laughs> what would you say what would it be I would say trust, trust, trust is the biggest word, trust in your path, trust that if changes are happening, even if people are moving out of your lives or some of the changes have been quite upsetting, that uh, the past has to be released so that the new can enter. And if you're noticing that you're changing and uh, other people aren't, then uh, please don't try to stay down in their vibration. Trust that you're moving forward, that you're, trust the urgings of your soul, that your soul purpose is coming in and uh, that you are never alone and that you're guided here on earth but also with all your guides around you. Trust, ask for help and believe. That's what I, and never give up. Um, and if you, uh, if you do need to ask for advice, don't be afraid of doing that either. 
But yes, trust is the biggest word that I could tell anybody. And of course, you know, when I had Pa bringing me messages, it was just like, well, the, the natural question is, did I just make that up? And, and um, is that real? But it is about just trusting. And um, yeah, that's the biggest message, I think. Mm. Yes, I couldn't agree more. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Victoria, for sharing with us your insights and those precious little secrets. It's been a pleasure, as always, to have you again on the show. Thank you so much, Anna. I've enjoyed it so much, and uh, I really do hope it's helpful for a lot of people. And uh, thank you again for having me. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Victoria, and many blessings to you. So there you go, another great psychic talk. The veil has been lifted. Perhaps not quite, but that's okay. After all, some secrets are meant to remain on the other side. That's all for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you really loved it, please post a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to encourage others to listen to it. For the show notes, guest and podcast info, reviews, comments, and much more, please visit quantumlivingpodcast.com. And if you'd like to dive deeper into quantum living and explore how you could work with me, please contact me and I'd be delighted to help and support you on your quantum journey. I am your host, Anna Anderson. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, keep your vibrations high and be well.